Old Man Winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice and a good polar vortex. <laughs> Heaven! Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, Old Man Winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in, these deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1,500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. Hi, this is Ralph Lawler. Welcome to the Love, the Jam podcast. What's up, everyone? It's the Love, the Jam, the podcast. I'm Shapon coming to you with Justin at LA Clippers Film. What's up, Justin? What is going on, Shap? Um, happy to be on after... Um, a couple of wins from the Clippers. This is uh, they're playing some of the finest basketball of the season, and you know, the last time I was on, it was one of the worst losses of the two one three era. Yeah, that was happy, like to, a... happy to see that things have changed. You know, <laughs> that was an inex- as inexcusable of a loss as as uh, as we've seen, and the Clippers have essentially been rolling ever since. They're uh, winners of the ten of their last thirteen. Uh, five games in a row, 13 and 10, uh, knocking on the door of the top six playoff picture, 10 losses. And it's only two losses back of the Dallas Mavericks uh, who beat the Lakers today. And they're tied. The Clippers are actually tied in the loss column with the in-season champions. So all, all things are, are looking up for the Clippers more exactly. The Clippers have just been playing well. Uh, they beat the Sacramento Kings with ease today, 119 to 99 and a game that honestly wasn't even that close. Um, the Clippers came out, just pedaled to the metal, were up 29 points at one point in that first half, and probably even hovered around there a lot of that th- of that second half once uh, Paul George was out uh, with a, a groin, uh, with a sore left groin. But the Clippers were great today. The Kings were also bad. The Kings, were, you know, were coming off a second game of a back-to-back. It's, it's hard to make that excuse when the Clippers – we're also coming on a second game of a back-to-back and we played more minutes, but the Kings also had travel um, and they shot like crap today. Uh, I don't want to forget that they shot 10 for 37 and it was actually worse than that. Cause there were at one point they were like four for 25 um, when this game was essentially decided in the third quarter behind the backs of Kawhi Leonard, who had 31 points on 14 shots um, some nice performances up and down the roster. James Harden had a nice game. And really everybody kind of chipped in. Terrence, Zhu, uh, Norm, Russ, everybody had some nice moments out there. Paul George had 9.6 boards and a couple of seals before he got hurt. An injury that we'll be tracking a bit uh, since we're doing this right after the buzzer. Justin, how did you feel about this game and your Los Angeles Clippers? My Los Angeles Clippers. <laughs> I like that. Um, I thought I thought this game was incredibly professional. You know, second night of a back-to-back, as you alluded to. Um, this Kings team was also on the second night of a back-to-back, but they're really good, right? The, mm-hmm. They were the third seed in the Western Conference last year. Um, this is a division fold. They came into tonight 13 and 7, I believe. So this was this team was like really good, really good. And you know, we handled them pretty convincingly um, last week in the Bay, um, I want to say. So um, this was a game that I thought the Clippers had some built-in excuse to, like, really just not necessarily mail it in, yeah. but built-in excuse to, like, kind of be lax, lackadaisical, and they did not do that. Um, I thought from the opening tip, this team looked like they had the – um proper professional disposition especially like Terrence Mann he had four field goal attempts Mm -hmm. in the first six minutes you know including two three-point attempts he had eight first quarter points you know and I I thought I thought 
that right there and you know James Harden popped off the page from like the very start of the game with mm-hmm. his pick and roll work and um and Kawhi Leonard was just being a machine right like it, it looked like he picked up exactly where he left off last night uh, against the Trailblazers so I I thought that this game was incredibly professional of them and it embodied everything that we saw from this team over the last 13 games, right? This team, this is a team that to me is, dare I say it, turning the corner a bit. They look, they look and feel like a team that's serious. You know, they, they, they know exactly what they want to get to. I know. Right. The coaching <laughs> staff, exactly every, all of wanna... them, all of them serious. <laughs> right. Right. Like, and, and, and it's a pleasant surprise. And, you know, they know exactly what they want to get to in a half court. They know exactly how they want to defend certain actions. And I, I just thought that 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 was very apparent tonight. So um, for me, tonight was just an incredibly professional game and a game that I, I honestly was maybe maybe my favorite game of the year from them, given the circumstance and given the talent on the Sacramento roster. So um, this was a very professional game. And, you know, this, things are looking up, Shep. Yeah, things are looking up, looking up. Justin, I have a question for you. Last time we were on this pod, we were a bit flabbergasted and talking about what was wrong with the offense, what was wrong with the defense. Uh, the defense particularly, you know, has maintained its very solid ground. You know, I think the mm-hmm. this, I'm kind of curious how you feel about, uh, you know, both ends of the floor. Because I think there's, like we mentioned we kept using the word hierarchy. Kawhi Leonard seems to really have established himself as, you know, top of the pecking order, which is exactly. a which is kind of an interesting scenario because there was a lot of discussion about James Harden screen roles versus Kawhi Leonard in the posts. You know, what have you noticed there that has made that pecking order a little bit cleaner um, from those two stars, particularly? Uh, honestly just the fact that they're basketball players and you know <laughs> they'll figure it out and like I, I i do i thought that the hand rigging between um getting Kawhi's touches versus hardening the pick and roll i thought that was a bit blown out of proportion mm-hmm. um i i genuinely think that when you put great players on the floor and they'll figure it out right like james harden when he says he's a system that doesn't mean he's going to shoot the ball every time in fact, it doesn't look like he even desires to do that at this point of his career. Yeah. And so, honestly, it just looks as though that that the offense is starting to come along as Kawhi Leonard is coming along. And, you know, that's kind of surfacy, but um, as Kawhi Leonard uh, becomes top 10, top 5 level player, um, it makes running things a bit easier, you know. And um, Harden is always going to be able to get a good looks that is the bread and butter of the offense and I think that since that Denver game you've kind of saw them lean into that a little bit more Mm -hmm. but also what you've seen is that Kawhi Leonard has finally found his legs and so that kind of is a trade-off that I think when when Kawhi Leonard is Kawhi Leonard the it's it's very seamless right like you come off of you come off of a double drag or you come off of like a stack pick and roll or something the initial mm-hmm. option isn't there you swing swing Kawhi Leonard has the ball he has a mat he has a man advantage and so he goes to work shot boom right and so in that one possession you've seen the Clippers explore both Harden's pick and roll and Cole featuring Kawhi Leonard so it's stuff like that it's not overly complicated I don't think Ty Lue has to delegate a certain number of plays for Kawhi Leonard a certain yeah. number of plays for James Harden I just think you allow James Harden to be the point guard and play out of it and i think that's what the clippers have done especially in especially as of late yeah you know interesting that last time we talked was that denver game because Kawhi leonard uh took 26 shots that game and i want to say that's even one less off the laker game which was pre-harden but that was his season high with harden was 26 shots but and he had 31 points but it's been night and day as far as just the the swiftness, I think Kawhi has gotten to his spots and gotten his shots off. There was a lot of dribble, dribble turnovers, a lot of kind of icing the clock a bit that game I felt from Kawhi. And it felt kind of awkward and it felt a little bit almost forced. Um, but since then, I feel like Kawhi has really gotten his shots in the flow of the offense. We've seen a lot of great 
Um, James Harden at the elbow, which the Clippers have uh, used a lot with Russ, but I think Harden is a little bit better of a, of a passer and is also respected as an offensive player. And if he has to, he can come out and do some either screen roll or do some ISO stuff because he's still James Harden. And it's made the offense just been a little bit quicker, a little bit zippier. And Kawhi has just been a mm-hmm. bully. We saw that in that third quarter today where the Clippers might have been able to particularly let their foot off the gas. And Kawhi Leonard absolutely refused and uh, just completely carried the team. And he just feels like he has a bit more pep in his step. And it feels like those two have figured it out together. Funny enough, you know, uh, Kawhi, uh, Paul George, by the way, Ty Lue doesn't have an update on his groin injury. Uh, I was actually a little bit concerned about Paul George more than any of them, as you naturally would imagine Clipper fans to be, because he hasn't had a lot of those ISO touches that he had alongside Russell Westbrook. Um, but he still picked his spots. And you do wonder, I do wonder when this groin injury happened because he's kind of floated mm-hmm. a little bit in the in the in the offense these last few games. Part of me was concerned it was because he wasn't the centerpiece of a unit like he has been since he, he's playing more so alongside James Harden and less so just him and Russ. And we've seen more just Kawhi and Russ to end first quarters, third quarters. Um, so part of me had a little bit of concern about George floating, but also like you mentioned, Justin, I, I think it really is that simple. I think Paul George is also just a, a star basketball player and maybe more so than these other two is really seamless as far as his role, as far as he needs to come off, exactly, yeah. come off pin downs or runs to pick and roll. We've seen him been, be able to do it. We've even some seen some WTF turnover still. So it's not like he's forgetting who he is. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so I, I, I tend to be less and less worried about this offense because that's the thing that I think will be elite. Um, let's take a quick break and maybe talk about the other side after this. Old man winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice and a good polar vortex. <laughs> Heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, old man winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. All right, Justin, I hate to do segments offense defenses. We did something similar in a more angry tone last time around. But you posted some of those defensive <laughs> stats, right, um, that I see have been floating around Twitter as far as how elite this defense has been. Um, what do you what do you owe that to? What do you owe that to, particularly now that we're seeing this sort of new defense? You know, I feel like we've seen a lot of Terrence starting at point of attack and a lot of Kawhi and Zoo kind of closing at point of attack and containing it within that space and it's sort of sort of mitigating the real flaws outside of that space, you know? Um, of course, there's still going to always be the option of targeting a guy like Norm Powell, targeting a guy like James Harden. I don't feel like I've seen it as aggressively recently. James Harden had a huge stop yesterday that we'll talk about here too. But the defense has really turned up the screws a bit. Yeah, I think the the team outside of Harden um has a lot of defensive talent, um, especially in that starting lineup with Kawhi and PG and Zoo and Terrence, and you and you and you really feel it, especially when they can like grind a team down in the half court. I felt like I saw that tonight, for instance, where it just felt like there was just a lot of arms everywhere. Like yeah. like Terrence will like ice and push a pick and roll down mm-hmm. towards the baseline. And Zoo is like not necessarily he's at the level or then sometimes he'll be like in drop, but he's never in like deep, deep drop. Mm-hmm. And so you've, you've got like Terrence and Zoo. They're just so long and like massive or or Zoo and like Kawhi or like Zoo and PG like the Clippers to me have a lot of like defensive talent and athleticism and it's on full display. And even Russ like part of defense 
defense's rebounding and like uh, his rebounding, wow. even in his limited minutes, just like jump out off the page to me. And so like even James, like James Harden has gotten his hands on quite a few balls. You know, mm-hmm. um, the telecast mentioned how he'll never be like the quickest guy with his with his feet, but he gets his hands on a lot of balls and he's 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 kind of long for his for his height and his frame. So. Um, I just think that this team has a lot of natural ability to be like really good defensively and they're engaged they're, They've been, especially over like these last 13 games, they've been really engaged. Um, you're not seeing quite, you're not seeing a ton of breakdowns to me. Um, and that to me just speaks to how engaged they are and how on a string they are. Um, we often talk about like being on a string on offense, but I see it that way on defense where, yeah. Um, Kawhi Leonard will contain the ball that we're containing the ball even better than we have or and that's something that um, over the last couple of years I felt like we've struggled a bit mm-hmm. and Kawhi Leonard um, he's kind of turned back the clock a bit in that regard yeah, um, yeah. he's putting out fires like that and so is Terrence Mann and so I just think that we're playing up to our defensive talent and we're staying engaged and that's led to us being a really good defense but all in all, it's Zoo. Zoo is the real – all of that is great, and all of that is true, but it's Zoo. It's Zoo. And um, I can't speak enough about how great he's been on the defensive end to start this year. Yeah, I mean, even you see a guy like James Harden getting blown by, you still have that last line of defense in Zoo. I've always thought that Harden's, you know, poor perimeter defense. You know, Grant, I, he does have strong hands. He's been good in the post. And he's shown effort fighting through screens like a lot, you know, and he was running around with Kevin Herter in this game. And I was impressed with his ability just to kind of be in front of him on Herter catching the ball. That was pretty cool today. But mm-hmm. obviously, obviously, you know, he still has a little bit lack of, of uh, lateral mobility. But when you have Zoo or even a guy like Embiid before and uh, something that the, the Nets might have lacked a bit was having that, you know, last line of defense when he was a net and that's why their defense was so poor. Cause they didn't realize about Claxton back then, you know, I think having zoo uh, Dwight Howard in the past, having a guy like zoo behind him, it really helps mitigate his, his poor lateral movement. And not just that, like you mentioned having smart defenders behind him, like Kawhi, like Terrence, like, you know, Paul George, just long arms, heady players, you know, just knowing how to kind of collapse down the middle if they need to, how to kind of put their hands out if uh, there's going to be a pass out. Like you mentioned, I think collectively being on a string is even more important on defense, especially when this team lacks Mm -hmm. it on height. Uh, Being able to like maintain that and not just having a Robert Covington type who just is like a king of deflections and is a good backline defender alongside zoo. We don't have Nico Batum, you know, in his verticality, you don't have anybody really to defend at the paint next to zoo. So really you have to stop things before it gets there if you can. And the Clippers have been locked in. And like you mentioned, Kawhi, not quite an octopus. I don't know what the next line in in the sea is, but he's uh, (laughs) him at point of attack has been really fine. I don't think he's been amazing, but he's so smart and, and like he knows how to push people and that combined with zoo who knows how to kind of contain people and not show too much. If if he's close enough to, to two people um, or won't be out athletic uh, or out uh, jumped by, you know, a guy like, uh, you know, Mitchell Robinson or, or one of these pogo sip types. And, uh, importantly hopefully if he does you know he's got a guy kind of watching him on the back line too or the low man coming over i feel like they've been much better at that since the denver game the denver game was misery um and we can probably talk a little bit about the portland game too since there was some defensive lapses there uh but before we do that we might as well talk about some medals in this game um justin oh yeah who who was your gold (laughs) (laughs) um it was this was a tough one i don't know <laughs> I, I think i'm gonna go with Kawhi. <laughs> yeah i think i'm gonna go with Kawhi, the guy who scored like 101 points over his last three games and is Sheesh. once again being um a machine that we know that he is and you know for all the hand wringing about the way he started this year to me it had almost exclusively everything to do with the fact that he's just uncharacteristically been ice cold from like the long mid range. Right. I think he came into tonight 
shooting 23% from those long mid-range jumpers. And obviously over like the past five, six games that has changed. And now he's back to being the destroyer of worlds. So the goal would, would I, I'm going with Kawhi. Yeah, I, I think it's Kawhi Leonard. Uh, Kawhi is making it pretty easy these last few games, picking out gold. I, I think it's Kawhi. Um, I didn't spend, I felt like I didn't spend enough time praising Kawhi uh, last pod uh, we were on just because I, I felt like I needed to talk about Zoo a bit. But Kawhi has been great. Like you mentioned, when Kawhi, I, I think that there has been a, a little bit of slow offense at times with this Clipper team. I'm not the only one to mention that. Quite a few people uh, in the James Harden era Clippers have mentioned that a little bit of slowness to, to shots. And the Clippers have been zippier. Not just that, but Kawhi Leonard has been really focused about getting to his spots. And, you know, Kawhi is the kind of guy that when he misses, I am always or almost always just kind of like, oh, Kawhi couldn't have made that, you know? There's rarely a shot that Kawhi takes that he misses, and I'm like, oh, that's not a Kawhi shot. He almost always gets to his spots. He gets to his angles in the mid-range. Uh, he gets to, he's been shooting more catch-and-shoot from three the, since the turn of the year, and he's been lights out. He's been getting more pull-ups. Mm-hmm. I, I remember he was uh, readily shooting those pull-ups against Moses Brown. He's, he's like, almost getting that little Paul George-ish type of ready to pull up if somebody's in drop coverage against him, which is pretty cool because he's a good shooter. And uh, he's just been on fire. Um, You know, I I know that there was concern about Kawhi being, uh, you know, sluggish to start. But, and and I won't lie, there was part of me that was a little bit worried that this transition into power forward, uh, what would it mean, his defensive responsibility, is that going to affect his legs going down the stretch? He was not great in clutch time situations. And yeah, I was a little concerned for a moment, but not not hugely concerned. I know that Kawhi kind of starts slow. This is a different year because he's not off of that ACL, fresh off of the ACL injury. But he looks great and he looks spry. He looks comfortable on defense. You know, I do think that losing a guy like Norm, uh, no, sorry, Norm, like uh, Nico or Rocco adds responsibility on Kawhi in the back line, adds responsibility on everybody really uh, behind the point of attack defender. But I think Kawhi's been great in that role. I think he's been great at point of attack to close a lot of these games, which feels like something that he's doing often, especially if we go with the norm core right are we are we going with norm core or the powell rangers i heard that on clips and dip powell Powell rangers (laughs) (laughs) shout out guys adam oslin will chuck uh that was great i I, that might be it justin power rangers (laughs) Let's let's go with the Power Rangers. I love that. Let's bro. go. Sh- I, uh, I sorry, I sorry. Sh- was it Shannon, our Twitter user, that had Normcore? I think I kind of like Power Rangers. That's real good. And I'm a kid. I'm the like I, I was around for the Power Rangers when it first came out. So showing my age a little bit here, but still, um, I, I'm about the Power Rangers. So yeah, Kawhi gets gold. And you know what? Let let's take a quick break. Come right back and hand out silver after this. Old man winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice and a good polar vortex. Oh, <laughs> heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, old man winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in, these deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1,500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. All right, we're back. Justin, um, fan of the Power Rangers. Who was your silver today? <laughs> uh, I'm going to go with James, James Harden. Yeah. Um, I felt like he came out and had the like proper disposition, got to the line seven times, 15 points, seven assists, and only 28 minutes. Was a plus 26, mm. which was tied for um for team high with um Norm Powell. So I'm going to go with James, and I just think the way that he approached tonight, 
And really the way that he's looked over the last 13 games has been just it's it's a direct correlation with us being um where 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 we're at right now. So I'm gonna go with James. Um he's been fantastic. Touching the paint, getting to the rim. He had he was getting to the rim repeatedly mm-hmm. to start this game. He's been getting to the rim in general. He had that dunk yesterday, I believe, against the Blazers going to his left. Shout out, by the way, to our buddy um Dan, Dan Ollinger, um, who mentioned that when James Harden goes right, that his passes are, are tend to be a touch wonkier. He had that one pass to Norm in the corner going to his right. And now I feel like I'm never gonna stop noticing when teams push him right and just see what he can do kind of passing Um, because they'll probably settle a little bit for maybe him doing, you know, dribble, dribble, step back if they can stop the initial action or doing a cross court pass. If they can kind of risk that was, was as a curious thing for me, seeing him go right and maybe throwing passes and how often teams will push him to his weekend. Um, You know, a natural thing you see in basketball anyways, but uh, shout out Dan who mentioned that specifically, especially his passes because this dude can pass Justin. Um, I don't think Sublime. I appreciated it. Um, shout out to Steve Jones of the Dunker Spot of the of the, who, the yeah the Dunker Spot with um, Nikias Duncan, who outright picked James Harden as a better passer than Steve Nash on a recent episode. And wow, I know, right? And honestly, like it's hard to argue watching him in real time. I think it's easy to argue with me because I have watched. Uh, John Wall and Russell Westbrook and Reggie Jackson uh, try to give poor Zoo feeds on the roll. Um, <laughs> and honestly, I think Reggie came closest, like as far as pocket passes, um, because just nobody could really get it to him in space. Reggie Jackson at least was a shooting threat and had some good chemistry with Zoo. But watching him now night and day, watching him lob it over the top when people are denying um or, or top locking or just these easy hit aheads that get easy buckets you know a lot of people were concerned about the transition play with this clipper team and i think that was reason to be concerned with james harden for muscle westbrook but harden is really good at kind of making the right pass moving it ahead now the clippers have issues finishing because terrence mann is really their only above average finisher in transition. I believe Justin Russo mentioned that also on Twitter, but they've been getting out in transition and they've been finishing plays. They had lots of nice transition plays today, early on in this game. They're looking good out there. And James Harden is just a sublime passer, not just in screen roll, but in general, um, whether he's on the elbow, whether he's just looking, uh, whether he's just kind of has a dart that he gets straight into somebody's shooting pocket or right in the chest or a nice bounce pass to Zoo. Zoo's life has been so much easier. He came into today, uh, 10 games in a row, double digits, the first type of streak in his career. Um, I can't say enough about James Harden and what he's meant for this offense and just how much this offense needed him. I, I can't... There was a lot of metrics with the Clippers' offense in those first four games. And... They could not have been more on a more short-sighted sample size as I could imagine, man. My goodness. I, I mean, the offense looks so much more fluid, even when they're missing shots with James Harden out there and either the you know the Powell Rangers or Terrence and the starters, the shots are mostly good and they just kind of miss shots, you know. I I, I I'm just so relieved at what a pressure valve release James Harden has been for this whole offense. And Everything is starting to click now, and I was I was never really that worried about this offense clicking once they kind of figured it out because I just feel like they have so many pieces here. Yeah, I mean, you just never – you just didn't realize how much more – maybe not necessarily efficient, but how much easier offense could be for um, the 2-1-3 Clippers until you get a point guard like James Harden. Right, like all of a sudden, everything isn't just over the top superhero shot making. It's let's find Kawhi Leonard for a one dribble 12 footer as mm-hmm. James Harden makes that pass off of an elbow entry or something like that. It's all of a sudden, it's Paul George just becoming exclusively like a play finisher, or it's not even having to involve them. It's just Harden and Zoo, you know what I mean? So, I think that that's for me. Um, 
the thing that jumps off the page is just how easy offense can be at times. And I don't think they're fully there yet, but you can definitely see the outline of a top 10 offense by season's end if they can stay healthy. Let me ask you, Justin, how I think this was a question coming in. How comfortable are you with Zoo as a starter on a title contender now that you've seen this sample size? Um, I'm comfortable. I don't I don't see why he couldn't be. Um, you know, Kavan Looney was the starter on a title team, right? And I yeah. obviously Steph Curry is goaded, but like but like as a as a fulcrum you know, of this he, offense, you know, I think that there was concern about what Zoo can do off uh, you know, as a roller with James Harden, a guy who kind of needs that big rolling, you know. And I understood it, you know, the idea that there are players out there like a, you know, like a Clint Capella who's that vertical leaper that can maybe give uh, you know, easy, you know, law passes, this or that, and Zoo not quite being that guy, not knowing how good he is as like a decision maker on short rolls, him not being, you know, a forceful finisher, though he had a, the, one of the best dunks of his career today. Um, I thought that those concerns mm-hmm. were valid. And I think he's done for me personally, he's done a, quite a bit to quell my concerns a bit, mostly just because you forget how feathery of a touch Zoo has in that five That's to nine exactly range. That's exactly where I was going to go. Yeah. 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 T- mm-hmm. t- yeah. So how do you feel about Zoo's progression? You know, a lot has been made about his good play on defense. I think that's sort of what we knew that Zoo is, but I think we're seeing a little bit of an ev- evolution of his game offensively. Right. I mean, you hit it on the head. Um, he's in the midst of a leap, I think, Ooh. on the offensive end of the floor. And, like, you know, he's grown so much in, like, the last three weeks with just his decision-making out of short roll, knowing when to hit the opposite corner, knowing when to um, take that one dribble and try and finish it yourself, or just catching and using his um, touch for a floater or stuff like that. I've, I've seen – I've seen – maybe I'm in the moment here, but I've seen more zoo floaters that just are just, like, nice and soft Mm-hmm. I've seen more of those than at any other point of his career, at least in his Clipper tenure. So, I mean, I think, as you said, the concerns were kind of warranted, but he's grown enough in the last three weeks that I'm not that concerned here. I think I think the Clippers can be, I don't want to say a title team yet. I, I think they still have work to do in that regard. Oh boy. But whatever <laughs> it is that they can't, Whatever it is that they can be, I think Zoo absolutely can be a part of that because of not just of his defensive viability, but the leaps that he's taking on the offensive side of the ball. You can't ignore that. Yeah, I want to say he was taking half the field goal attempts uh, last year as he is this year from that five to nine range. And obviously, you know, we know why. It's because he's playing with James Harden. Teams aren't packing the paint. Mm -hmm. They're not in drop against a guy like Russell Westbrook. You know, he's just getting cleaner looks. So, uh, and he's he's taking it. I'm, I'm, uh, I'm pretty confident with him in that role. So, Justin, I'm going to get to silver in a second. Uh, I mean, bronze in a second here too. What aren't you confident personnel-wise with this Clipper team? What is keeping you, aside from just, you know, continuity and more good play, what's keeping you from thinking that this team is maybe at that higher echelon of contender rather than, you know, just get in there, trying to get there? Um, It's, it's really just a... Uh consistent play because you look at the rest of the Western Conference and like you wonder why can't the Clippers be as good as the Timberwolves or why can't they be as good as like um, the Oklahoma City Thunder those are the two best teams in the conference and like you know I, I don't I think you know those teams are obviously really good they're better than the Clippers right now but I think if the Clippers can maintain some form of health and they can string together some real continuity on the basketball floor, I I do think that that, that is the place that they can end up. So the thing that's holding me back is just time, time, right? Like we've got to, we've got to continue to dig ourselves out of that hole of that six game um, losing streak. And we've got to continue to, shore up the offense um i'd like to see 
even more aggression from James Harden. You know what I mean? Um, it's but but all in all, I think the ingredients are there, and I think as far as um, the no team in the NBA is going to be totally complete. You'd always want something, but as far as what the Clippers have right now, I I I I really like where this team is at. Yeah, I, I low key do too. <laughs> let's uh, let's take it's another just question. it's just hard for me to see like what what really maybe maybe I would like to see a I know, I know before we go to break uh maybe yeah. I'd like to see us maybe consolidate certain things for like a bigger wing or yeah. or something like that one more wing, but um but we'll see we'll see. Yeah, I, I agree with that. If I had to pick out one personnel thing, I'd like a more realized version of Kobe Brown on this team, honestly. Like somebody who is kind of like Kobe, but uh, not a rookie. Um, and honestly, I've actually really liked what I've seen from Kobe. I think he's moved pretty well on defense as a team defender. Um, he's shown up on rotations pretty decently. He's made some mistakes here and there. He's just not hitting those shots. If Kobe was hitting those shots... I'd have some more confidence in him, but even then, you know, that's your last link. And, you know, that might make you nervous. Amir Coffee, as much as people want him, as much as I love Amir Coffee, he's a guard, you know, he's a guard in a slightly mm-hmm. bigger body and he plays like a guard, you know, um, even in his doesn't revelatory January, doesn't rebound at all. He really showed pop off of DHOs and as a creator, when he really, when he really showed off his talent and that one fateful January. And we don't, we, we kind of don't need that right now, you know, unless we lost a guard like Norm Powell. So that's the issue with Amir is he kind of plays that size and we're sort of loaded in that area. So I don't think it's as easy as just putting Amir in there. I think Amir, if you had to really idealize your rotation right now, Amir might get some end of the bench minutes, but I don't think he's the best fit for what this rotation needs. I think it's somebody like Kobe who is just a bit more realized, you know, I love the idea of trying Kobe out. I still am okay with it. Uh, he had some nice finishes at the rim today. Um, but gosh, I, I hope he can hit some threes because we really, we really need that from him. Let's take a quick break, uh, finish out the medals and then maybe talk about a play after this. Old man winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice, and a good polar vortex. <laughs> Heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, old man winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. All right, Justin, you know, I think bronze, we can talk about our bronze and maybe just the end of this rotation too. There were a few standout players. It's kind of a tougher one. Uh, who is your bronze for this game? Um, I would probably go with, I mean, I wanted to go with Russ for bronze just because of the way he came onto the floor. I thought his minutes in the first half really kind of torpedoed this game and got it out of reach, but I'm going to go with um, Norm Powell. Mm. Norm Powell, um, 15 points. Um, really just a typical Norm Powell game, what you can expect, um, plus 26. And I really think he's finding um, his niche with this with this um, Powell Rangers and his fit <laughs> next to like Kawhi and, and Paul. I, I, I really am enjoying um, how the Clippers are kind of, even in the midst of all this quote unquote star power, are finding ways to like feature him. And he's making the most out of his opportunities. So I'm going to go with um, Powell for bronze. Yeah, I want to give Norm a shout out. You know, I'm a I'm an Amir loyalist, probably. There were times where I looked at what Norm was doing and thought, hey, man, you know, this guy catches off uh, DHOs. He shoots. He's has a bit of athleticism, can finish at the rim. You know, I, I see sometimes like, oh, maybe Amir can take some of that stuff. But honestly, he can't. Um, nobody can really finish plays at this rate 
off the bench like Norm, you know, outside of our stars, outside of Kawhi and Paul George. And having that threat, that real threat in the corner or or wherever we put him, or having a guy you can run in small, small action, running Norman a lot of small, small action, and having him as a as a kind of a threat that you have to pay attention to or easy, you know, easy switch or somebody who can catch who can do something on the catch and kind of make something happen. I think Norm's role is really specific. Um, you know, I, I I tend to remember Joe Harris with the Nets and him just being that real scary knockdown shooter type who could move mm-hmm. off ball and, and hit and hit shots and how he just made life so much easier without the ball in his hands, but being a constant threat for that net team who I constantly just see parallels with this team with. And that's who Norm is. He's just a little bit shorter than Joe Harris. Um, and I've liked what I've seen from Norm from defense recently. You know, uh, he's he's been fairly active. He does have long wingspan. He's, you know, a smaller frame guy. So he might be able to be pushed around at times. We've seen it through the years as a clipper. But I think he's been exactly. active on that end. He, he, you know, he's played championship basketball. Um, so you can know, you know that you can play him some minutes in big games and have some you know, real reliance on a guy like that. So I, I've gone from some skepticism with Norm and what he his role is on this team to just complete focus. And it doesn't help. It doesn't hurt when you're shooting like what 50, 40, 90 or whatever he's doing. Yeah, um, there's one thing he can do is score the ball efficiently. So yeah, that, that guy is a scorer. And you know what? Now that we have another playmaker, the idea of Norm as a point guard or Norm as a playmaker or Norm as somebody who can't get assists, that's mitigated even more. So it just makes his role a little bit more apparent and a little bit more of what he can do. So uh, shout out, Norm. I I think just for the sake of it, I'm going to give my bronze... uh, I'm really between Terrence and Russ. (laughs) I'll give it to Russ to to satisfy the stands out there. Uh, Eight points, seven boards, seven. There's no satisfying those stands. There's, There's no it. satisfying There's those no, no, no. Eight and seven, seven big rebounds for for Russ. I think the team really needs it with those units, especially you know Ty's coming in for Zoo and Kobe not quite being a forceful you know tall rebounder. You really felt Russ's rebounds, and Russ is just kind of generational rebounding as a guard. You really felt it today. He was just constantly in in traffic amongst the amongst the giraffes and amongst everybody just getting everything he could Mm -hmm. you know he had four turnovers he had a couple of bad turnovers today um but i thought that his energy was palpable and i thought it really helped the team out we saw some positive james harden and russell westbrook minutes which i'm i'm still against but um i don't know justin you know how did you feel about harden and and russ they were playing him alongside kobe norm and Tice, you know, theoretically all shooters, you know, did you see any, ten, you know, does it seem tenable at all to you? Or is it, is it, it's still awkward to me when we don't have Harden on ball in, in, in those, in when he's on the floor. And it's also awkward to me seeing Russ in the corner. And, and I just don't really see it still. But did Lou find something there that made you feel like those men were a bit more tenable or... Is it just like what? What are we doing here? <laughs> uh, I mean, it helps. It helps, right? When you are playing the um the Sacramento Kings on the second night mm. of a back to back, um, and you know they, if I if I'm not mistaken, they are the twentieth best defense in the league. So, yeah. um, maybe you get away with things like that against the Sacramento Kings. Not very um, I don't big. Know if it's viable, right? Exactly. Um, and I don't know if that's viable against, um, you know, a better defensive team, but, you know, it is what it is um, there. You can't, I understand what Ty Lu is doing. If, if you, if you exclusively play them off, like out each other, then Russell Westbrook's minutes are going to dwindle. So you're going to have to continue to work that relationship to see if you can find some success. And, you know, in theory, um, having Daniel there um, as a quote unquote spacer um, helps, but you know I'd like to see it. I don't, I, I don't think it's a viable thing against a good defense. But you know, in a game like tonight where um, Russell was playing well, and you know they we've created a little bit of separation. Um, it was a it's a, it's a good way to see if you can sneak a few more minutes for mm-hmm. um, Russ, in my opinion. 
Yeah, I, I didn't hate the lineup. And I think that there's some times where you just have to realize you can't really lean into it. But I think you're right. I think it worked today and it really got them separation. So it worked out mm-hmm. today. Um, shout out to those guys for making it work. Uh, Harden had some great offense during the stretch with Russ, you know, despite him just being in the corner. Uh, some real explosive moves. Um, we might as well talk about the very end of the rotation just to cover them. Um, you know, Kobe, Tice, uh, even Terrence, who I, who was great today too, and I think really set the tone early. You know, what do you what have you seen out of uh, the, the end of the rotation, guys? And Terrence, who's not end of the rotation, but uh, has sort of seen his minutes get cut sometimes down the stretch of these games. Um, at least at least today, I felt like all of those guys um were positive contributors, and you know, none of those guys are locked into a certain minute totals, so. It just depends on their shifts. You know, Daniel was four of eight from the field tonight. He had eight points. Um, he he has some really good chemistry. He got a poster today, too. He I did. Just, just remember that. Both centers. Yeah. Um it, right, right. So, you know, I, I'm 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 a fan of his. Um, you know, I don't think he's as good as like um some may suggest, <laughs> but I do think that um I do think that you know, just him being a live body, a live mobile body who can, you know, dunk on people sometimes and who has touch around the rim um, is a very complimentary um, piece to have to like as a pick and roll partner with Harden or Westbrook. So um, and and as far as Terrence is concerned, you know, he took three threes today. He was two of three from from behind the arc. Um, I'm looking forward to seeing that progress. Um this was one of the more confident opening shifts from him that I can remember. And so yeah. that, that to me is a step in the right direction as well. And, you know, I, I thought um, Kobe hit a three um, in the first half, I want to say. And to me, it was like, he needed that. He needed that. And because mm-hmm. I'm happy that he's still taking them. And the hope is that, you know, his shot will come around at some point. Right. Um, but all in all, I thought that, all of those guys were positive contributors for us today. And I think for the most part, they've given us exactly what we've needed um, over the last 13 games, with the exception of Terrence's shooting. But I think that's going to come around too. Yeah, me too. I saw, I've seen enough from Terrence that he's still Terrence. He just needs to get those reps in from, from, uh, from deep. Let's take a quick break, talk about a play, and then maybe touch about, uh, about that Portland game yesterday after this. Old man winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice and a good polar vortex. (laughs) Heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, old man winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in, these deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1,500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. All right, we're back. It's been a minute since we've had Describe One Play, Justin. I don't know if you've done it this year. The Clippers just kept losing for a long time. Um, so <laughs> I, I, I'm excited to talk about a play finally. Uh, and I, I know the play you're talking about. What are we talking about today, Justin? Um, it's 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 nothing. It's nothing too complex. Happened early in the third quarter, around the 9.30 mark of the third quarter. Mm-hmm. Um, Kawhi Leonard, machine dribble, set up to get to set up his man for a pick and roll with Zoo. Um, and to me, it's like he comes off the pace to engage Sabonis, looks at Norm Powell with his eyes and his mm-hmm. head to get the defense to, like, just move just a little bit. And he found Zoo, and Zoo got the um and one. And to me, that was just that play was a play that stuck out for me because that just kind of showed you what kind of groove that Kawhi Leonard was in. He wasn't even moving fast, 
had no care in the world for the defenders that was like around him. And he was able to completely shift the defense with just his eyes and his head. So um, for me, that was the play that stuck out to me. And like, you know, he's in a groove right now. And, um, you know, when he's back to playing like this, making reads like that, um, the sky's the limit for the Clippers. Yeah, another shout out to Reggie. He does that little hop skip. He's done it a few times mm-hmm. um, off the off pick and rolls with Zoo, where it kind of freezes the defense about what he's going to do next. If he's going to burst towards the rim or make the bounce or make the pocket pass, and uh, he did it a few times. I think he had he had that one killer in and out dribble a few games ago uh, that caught the defense fr- uh, frozen. Um, and he's had this nice little skip a few times, uh, catching the defense, you know, in between what's he going to do next night, really nice composure from Kawhi. You know, he's one of the best uh, pick and roll ball handlers point per possession guys over the last couple of years. So whenever he's in that mm-hmm. position, I'm pretty mm-hmm. comfortable that he's either going to find a nice shot for himself or, not a what the fuck pass, you know. It's usually a pretty good on the money pass. He has good chemistry with Zoo. Uh, Russ and Paul George had them on back to back plays in the second quarter to close that quarter. I was like, Jesus, man, we just can't have good things. And then Paul George was called out for the rest of the game, so we really couldn't have good things. Um, from what I from what I can tell, no word on George yet. We'll hopefully find out pretty soon about what's going on. I said he could have came. He could have went back. Oh, did he? That's all. That's all I care. Yeah, about. he said if Ty said um, he could have come back, which is, I guess, encouraging news. Yeah, that, that's all I care about. If that if that's the case, then I'll uh, I'll let my paranoid brain worry less about it. Um, let's touch on the game before the Portland Trailblazer game a little bit. That's the best news I could have heard about Paul George. Um, as far as maybe not as great news, the Clippers were in a drag out affair with the Portland Trailblazers. Without three starters, but honestly, you know, I don't know how much the, they <laughs> – this sounds weird because I'm a big fan of Brogdon. Uh, Jeremy Grant, who I, I'm sure, you know, is also a very good player, but not in their plans for the future. And Aiton, you know, I kind of really like the look they had with Reith and Kamara and Thibel as defenders, as switchy defenders. And I thought that they were really active on that end despite, like – all the stuff that the Clippers um, had as far as shooting splits and then putting the ball more in Simons and Sharp's hands. Listen, I'm not going to say that they're a better team without it, but I thought it was a really interesting look and I don't think they missed those guys just because those guys, everybody was on fire yesterday. Um, but the Clippers of course, pulled out that game 132 to 127. Um, we might as well just jump into medals for this one too. So we can touch on this game a little bit, Justin, um, who were your guys uh, for yesterday's game against the Blazers gold? Um, gold definitely Kawhi. Yeah, man. <laughs> right, like he's on he's on fire. Um, I lo- I love the efficiency from Norm, so I'm gonna go with um Norm for my silver, Ooh. and uh, I think I'm gonna go with Harden for my bronze. I was flipping back and forth between Harden and Norm, but um, but th- that that's probably where I'm going with gold, silver, and bronze wise. And you know, sometimes a team over the course of an 82 game season, you're going to have a couple of teams that just shoot 19 for 40 from three. And yeah, you know, they're going to give you a hell of a game and you've just got to win the game and get the hell out of Dodge. And honestly, by the end of the night, that was like my takeaway for, for, um, for that game against the Blazers, you know, uh, how many times do you think Matisse Thibel have, has shot three of five from three in his career? <laughs> So like, like th- <laughs> I can't imagine that it's many. Thibel and Scoot Henderson, by the way. Scoot Henderson, who came in undershooting under 20% from three uh in his young career and not an not a good three-point shooter uh for at all. Three of four from deep. Right. So like I, I I'd imagine that like if you played this game a hundred times, 95 times, it would have been a blowout in the Clippers' favor. But you know, this was one of those five times where you know, they were on fire and, you know, you got to win those games and yeah. credit to the Clippers and for trying to and ultimately pulling that um W out. You know, um that's why we pay Kawhi Leonard the big bucks to um save us on nights like that. So um I didn't take much from that game other than the Blazers were insanely hot. Um We started that game very, again, very professional. I think we were like 
really ready to like blow the doors off of them. But, you know, Simons came alive and they literally could not miss from three. Right. If they are, if they are just, if they miss like three more threes, this game is not even close. So um, kudos to the Clippers for winning a a tough hard fall game. And, you know, I, I just, you can't, you can't look at the team that you're playing against. Right. When a team shoots 19 to 40 in the NBA, they can beat just about anybody. Right. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? So, um 19 19 for 40 is crazy right so um to for the clippers to be able to withstand that and win to me is a credit credit to them you know yeah bottom five uh in the nba as far as three-point percentage with the blazers coming into yesterday 19 for 40 uh gives me flashbacks of those uh those mavericks games that those utah games where those teams just shot the Clippers out of the water. I think particularly the first two games in LA with the Mavericks, Jesus, like uh, it's, you can't, it's really hard to make up that three point deficit when a team is rolling like that. I, I understand that the Clippers, you know, gave them some looks, but man, when, when zoo like has his hand up on the left wing on Anthony Simons for that one, three in the fourth quarter, and he just drills it. Like, what man. do you, what, what do you, what can you do? You know, it's just, some of those shots were ridiculous by some tough shot makers and they were rolling. I love their backcourt. I'm, I'm a big fan of Simon's, and sharp and i think scoot's gonna Same. come along uh that's a fun team so shout out i even like their, their front court i think i think wreath is a really interesting player too i never really saw him play but that guy's confident shooting threes and you know they're pretty switchy that's a fun team i i shout out to the blazer blazer fans um i think that you'll have things to look forward to i think they're, you're going to get some more assets here pretty soon too so i think that there's some good uh building that maybe can come from that team uh my my uh gold was Kawhi. Harden is my silver, and I think I'll go with George as my bronze for closing that game with that layup um, and having eight assists and eight boards. He kind of floated a bit, but I think he, I, I, you know, I know George was a little bit dinged up, but I'm really interested in seeing George's keeping up his aggression. He had 17 shots yesterday. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think he's going to be the guy at, at most that's going to be need to needed to be in the flow of the game rather than just getting a ton of elbow touches. We, we saw them do it. I want to say against Utah, they had like two or three positions in a row in that second half, just setting him up in the elbow up a switch. Uh, and I think the Clippers will do that, but I think George is the guy that needs it the least uh, between him and Kawhi to stay in rhythm. So I'm going to be very interested in seeing how how George does because you know we, he's called himself the glue guy and he he's compared himself to to Rocco at times as being like a guy who needs to take on defense and he's been great on defense all year. But I think he will be the easiest one to float and you can get away with that sometimes with Kawhi playing this good and Harden being this good of a distributor. But uh, I want. Paul George to keep his uh, his foot on the gas and stay aggressive because we've seen him fade in years before. You know, we've seen that November from Paul George um, and then him kind of fade off a little bit, whether it be to injury. Uh, now he has another injury, you know, o- or otherwise, we just need to make sure that he's still kind of looking for his. But he'll be looking for his a little bit more, I think, in the scope of the offense, just because of how easy he is to float between roles compared to the other two. So I'll, I'll be watching for that. That was a fun win. The Clippers are rolling, Justin. Uh, any closing thoughts you want to have for the people listening? No, as you said, as you said, um, the Clippers are rolling. And, you know, this Paul George injury will be something to, like, watch and monitor. Um, Ty Lu made it sound like it wasn't all that serious. So thankful for that. But, you know, he's lied before. So, you know, we'll have we'll have to wait and see. You know, but they're rolling. They're rolling. Um, I really think that this team is finding their groove as far as like knowing how to knowing what they want to accomplish on both ends of the floor. And, you know, Kawhi is rolling and that makes things all the more easy. You know, he's back to being the destroyer of worlds Kawhi that we know and love. So, um, you know, they play Golden State, I think, next with no Draymond. That's another game that they probably should get. So I'm I'm really looking forward to seeing how professional and how serious they can be. Let's string together something and let's really start to like move up the standings. There's space there, man. There's space to really get up. It'll be like they didn't even lose time. You know, they they made some mistakes. Their schedule will be harder, but this team is better. And um, 
I'm getting excited about the team. I'm trying to calm it down a bit, but these are big wins. These are all big boy wins. You know, they were coming off a of back-to-back. The Kings were coming off a of back-to-back. They, the Kings must have had some revenge in their eyes, and it went to the wayside real quick here. So uh, I'm I'm excited. I uh, hope everybody else is excited. We'll be back in a couple of days. Like, the Warriors should not have Draymond Green in that game. So um, after what we saw uh, Draymond Green do, so that's another very, very winnable game without Draymond Green. So um, that's against the Golden State Warriors in a couple of days here. So mm-hmm. um, not just that, but Mitchell Robinson will be out of the Knicks game. So this is this is a very, very nice home stretch that the Clippers can hopefully punctuate off entirely. I think it's great. It's okay to be excited about this team again, guys, everybody listening. And uh, that'll do it for this episode of the Lot of the Gem, the podcast. <laughs> Leave us a nice five-star review, whatever platform this is on. Five stars, five stars. Really helps. Some nice words too. We'll read them on the air. And as always, go Clippers! <laughs>